Good afternoon. Welcome to this edition of the Richard Urban Show, where we present news and views from God's point of view. We're happy to have today Barbara Fuller. She's running for the Board of Education here in Jefferson County. So please introduce yourself. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Um, my name is Barbara Fuller. I am a uh, wife of a retired uh, Air Force um, tech sergeant. We moved to Jefferson County in 2007 uh, when my husband retired uh, from over 22 years of active service. Um, with me, we brought uh, four children, three that were in Jefferson County Schools, one who had graduated early um, from high school. Uh, we chose Jefferson County due to the vast history that it has to offer. Uh, I was a history major in college um, and I grew up just loving history and anything that has to do with it. Um, I am running for Board of Education because of uh, my experience that I've had personally with um, the Jefferson County Board of Education. Um, more in depth, basically I have three children that uh, were in, are in um, Jefferson County schools. One is gifted sports kid. One is the kid that fell through the cracks and has a, an IEP, so he has a couple difficulties. And then I have my last, um, who is just, I, there's no way to describe her. She doesn't fit anywhere. She's a little bit of everything. Um, but my experience with the school system is that not everybody's treated fairly. Um, not everybody is treated the same. Uh, I've had my son who has an IEP. Um, the school felt it was uh, that when he was in grade school, felt that it was appropriate to IEP the other two children without my knowledge, without my approval. Um, wow. Yeah, so <laughs> for, for reasons that I, I'm not even sure, one didn't wanna write sentences about flowers. He was five years old or six years old and all he cared about was superheroes. So he didn't fit what they wanted him to do. So he now has a speech problem because he can't write about a flower. Um, we switched schools. Uh, fortunately, uh, he was a student at North Jeff and um, they were having their issues. So we were allowed to switch him. Once he went over to Shepherdstown Elementary, he was able to, uh, to bloom and they were like, why does he have an IEP? I don't know. So um, that, I have a, a huge, um, a huge want to make sure that parents know why their children are IEP'd, um, the things that are available to them, because it was more like baptism by fire, and it shouldn't have to be. You shouldn't have mm -hmm. to, uh, you know, cry yourself to sleep at night wondering if your child's getting the, everything that's available to them. Okay, so with special education, like what kind of uh, specific changes would you advocate and also um, so you're saying they they gave your kids an IEP and then the other side coin is it sometimes like 
if parents want, like in your experience or knowledge in Jefferson County Public Schools, if parents want their child like evaluated, is it done timely? I guess those are kind of two different angles of the same question. Uh, well, for my oldest son who had his IEP, he needed it. There's no ifs, ands, or but. He needed it. It was good for him. The others, um, I don't know what their thinking was, but all I could think of was that they were looking for a little extra money for their school because apparently you get more reserve or more funds for being a Title I school if you have more children that need. Um, when they asked the parent, like, did they say, what do you think? Or they just kind of said, we're going to do this. Well, they actually asked me and they sent uh, a, a, a meeting request and I didn't get it on time uh, and I didn't sign it and return it. They had the meeting without me. Oh, wow. And without me even being, they IEP'd uh, my, my daughter without me even being present. Mm, that's, so, that's, that sounds and then amazing. I fought. So, you know, you have to be able to advocate for your own, but when you don't have the time and the energy to advocate, you really do need somebody to, to step in. And that's what I would love to see into this school system. I would love to see professionals that what they do is they handle uh, a wide range of IEPs, whether it be for behavioral or whether it be for learning, or both, because they, that does happen. Um, that they can read the IEP, sit down with the parents, let them know everything that's available to them, because teachers don't always have that time to, to spend with the parent explaining that. I remember uh, some of the meetings that we would have would only be 10, 15 minutes, maybe sometimes a little bit longer. And a lot of times the, the process is a lot longer and you need to have a little bit more um, thrown at you. <laughs> you're, you're having a lot of things thrown at you at once and you don't have time to, to really read and process and understand. And when that happens, you can't go back after the fact and say, but I don't understand this. They ask you right there and then, do you understand? And you're usually, in, you're just in a state of whatever um, because you're not understanding everything that's put in front of you. So I would love to see um, lay people come in, other parents, uh, professionals who can explain the process, explain things that are available to kids. Um, I've gotten a couple emails um, on my campaign page that uh, the parents have asked and asked and asked for services and they're overlooked. Your son doesn't, your son or daughter does not qualify. Well, why? Tell me why, you know, um, if, if they're, there could be a host of reasons. It could be, you know, they don't have the right uh, tools. I know that uh, West Virginia does not acknowledge dyslexia and it's a huge problem. Why don't we acknowledge dyslexia? It's a real live thing 
and kids look at things backwards. Don't classify it as something else. Um, that is that is the nuts and bolts of why I uh, wanted to run. The secondary is um, in the past year and a half, we've seen our taxpayer funds in the school system being used to fund lawsuits to, well, to make Rockwell go away. Um, right. Whether I feel Rockwell is good or bad is not the reason why I'm running. The reason I'm running is because those funds should never have been used for anything other than educating our children. Yeah. And there's, our schools are, are, they're crumbling. You know, we need someone who has, and I've have, I've worked with banks. I've worked in, uh, had my own leasing company. Basically I would broker leases uh, for equipment so I can read financials. I can, you know, do all that fun stuff. Um, I'm conservative, so I don't like to spend money. <laughs> and if I do, I'm going to get the best deal I possibly can. Yeah, um, I saw I you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was gonna say I saw you mention on your um, I I guess it was oh maybe in a video or on your site, your Facebook about, you know, was this superintendent a good value for what 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 they're doing, what he's doing, and also the um, yeah, spending like on the lawsuit, like you said, yeah, among uh, yeah. It it's 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 one of my pet peeves. When we were an active duty family, we were a family of six having to live on ooh, what is it, thirty, thirty something thousand dollars a year. You know, if if we have as as humans have to live within our means, our schools should live within our means and learn how to invest in in the children's future whether it's applying for grants if we need to hire a grant writer i think that's money well spent you know if you can get grant money free money we all like free money <laughs> yeah <laughs> that that's a good thing i mean about that well another issue something that's dear to my heart you know our uh, nonprofit worked to the issue of you know sexual health education specifically like absence centered and educating youth. So uh, on that issue, like, would you support an approach to sexual health education that emphasizes, you know, as a standard for school-age children, you know, staying absent from sex before marriage? That's the so-called like Title V standard that's been around for a couple decades. Do you think that's a good idea or a bad idea? I don't see how it couldn't hurt. I'm I'm a Roman Catholic, so that is basically ingrained into uh, into my being. Uh, does it always happen? No, it doesn't um, for various reasons of why. But when I explain it to my kids uh, that everything that you could possibly dream for can come to an end if the end result is an unplanned pregnancy, that's something really, really that hits home to them. If you, you know, and that's, that would be my, my, my goal is to explain to kids that, you know, you might want to be Joe Trackstar, but if you're going to have premarital sex, 
you know, you could throw that all away. I would not have a problem uh, teaching abstinence um, because with anything, there's emotional baggage that comes along with it. And that's what the kids don't, don't get. And they're not old enough to understand it. Right. Okay. That's clear. Yeah. So do you feel like on the, in the role of schools, what, how do you feel about it? Like what would be the, the uh, goal of schools? Like as far as, I think I saw some things referenced on some of your materials, like getting some children might want to go to college, but others, you know, could be vocational. And then there's the issue, like we were just talking about character education. So like, is the goal more that they could have a good job? They'd be a good citizen, a various combination of these things. You well, know what I'm no saying? There's no reason why you can't have a combination. You can be a, a, have a job and be a good citizen, pay it back to your community. Um, I would love to see vocational. Not, a, not all kids go to college. My husband didn't go to college. He went straight into the military. The military is a job. It is a job. It teaches you skills, which then if you serve long enough, you can start your new job after that. Um, you cannot discount colleges. You cannot discount vocationals. You cannot discount military. They are all useful um, in our society. And I would, you know, I, I would even push the the military because with vocational you're going in for one job training um, and you won't have to worry about having to pay back college afterwards so I think the uh, the the ads that I've seen is that you can spend a hundred thousand dollars on a college education come out in debt and not have a job but you can spend four years in a vocational school and pay for, you know, minimal training, well, minimal expense in training and come out earning 50, 60, $70,000 and be, you know, have no debt when you come out and you're practicing your job trade. Um, right. And the military is somewhat like that because they teach you your trade. You, you don't get paid a lot while you're there <laughs> by any means, but you can come out with, skills and, and everything else. And I think that at least for that, uh, some people really do need that, that extra, oh, direction to keep them focused, to become good members of society. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, one thing I noticed that you were mentioning in some of your testimony or materials online that, you know, you spent a lot of time in the school with your children. Anyway, on the issue, somewhat related issue of like, maybe uh, school community relations, like could there be, on, that's I guess on a broader level, of course, and just only the parent relations, but could there be some improvement made? Or I guess what I'm trying to say is, how, how is it? Like if a parent wants to volunteer, like you mentioned, you volunteered a lot. I was talking to one parent in my neighborhood, they were frustrated at the Blue Ridge Elementary. They have a child in special ed and I guess, I don't know if it was what the exact circumstance was, but they were um, frustrated in volunteering at their school for some reason. I don't know if it was a personality thing or whatever. Anyway, 
would you have any ideas for improving that or how is the relationship with the school community if i'm making sense you know it, it makes perfect sense my uh i was kind of thrown into it so um my son who is the jock uh smart jock he uh was diagnosed at five years old with leg calf perthes disease which is a degenerative hip condition where your femoral head dies um but i needed a 504 plan for someone to make sure that he did not run and jump in school um because it's painful and he's five they were not able to do that they said if you want to make sure your son does not run and jump you're going to have to be here so that threw me in to being on the playground every day meeting the teachers asking the teachers you know what do you need done so i was class mom i for my son's first grade class i did all the artwork for the teacher um and i found my niche um i then had my other son had the same teacher i volunteered again um other teachers were like, wow, she's always here. Hey, Mrs. Fuller, can you help us out? Sure, no problem. So basically it wasn't that they were asking me, but I was there so I could just lend a hand and I was always omnipresent. I was always there. Um, as they got older, I didn't have the need. I used to photogra do the photography for, <coughs> excuse me, the middle school. Shepherdstown Middle School. And I was there for, well, my son played sports. So I was able to be there for all of those. Um, and just volunteering whenever, whenever necessary or when it came up. So I think that if you're going to uh, give advice to parents is find that little niche or find that teacher that you really click with and, and volunteer to be the class mother or you know volun just volunteer get out there and if you don't have the time maybe there's other things that you can do you know maybe she needs extra help with uh with art projects or cutting out or or doing anything and just asking and i'm sure most teachers would be very appreciative they don't normally get the parents that come in and want to help okay all right so I know you're running against several other people for the uh, Board of Education. Like, how would you contrast or differentiate yourself? Why should um, the voters give you one of their three votes? <laughs> I apparently am the only one who's not running because of Rockwell. <laughs> apparently, everybody else um, that uh, that, from what I've been told, is running because I am not to get on because I've been very active in the uh, in the I don't really care if Rockwell comes here movement. Um, so I'm just bad because I'm not a green coalition type of person. Um, I do recycle. I you can see my furniture is recycled. Okay. Um, I drive a hybrid but I am not about to scream that there is climate control and that my water is going to be poisoned. So I don't fit their mold. Um, I, 
I, like I said, the, I'm not running because of Rockwell. I'm not, I have no ulterior motives other than, <laughs> excuse me, to make sure that um, our teachers get paid fairly. Our parents are able to understand special education programs um, and to get a budget working that we're not screaming and, and, and wondering why our heating systems don't work because we can't pay to get them, you know, maintained. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. So, um, yeah, I think that pretty well covers a lot of things. I'd just like to ask if, you know, is anything else on your heart you'd like to emphasize, you know, as the voters are, we're considering, you know, who to vote for on June 9th, you know, any uh, final closing thoughts? There's so much I'd like to say, but I really can't. Um, I, I would love for people to give me the chance. I have, I have the time. I don't, I, ever, anything that I do now, it, I volunteer. I don't have a paid job. So I have the time and the energy to spend working hours and, and, and hours to make our kids have successful um, schooling and make the education the best that we can possibly have. Okay, that's great. Well, thank you for uh, coming on. Oh, I did just think one more thing. Sure. Okay. The, you know, with the disruption of the whole COVID-19 situation, schools being closed and coming back to school, I just want to see if you had an opinion. I noticed like this, which I thought was very strange. The CDC said, children are suggested to wear masks if they're over two. And I thought, oh my gosh, what are they talking about? So anyway, do you have any opinion about that kind of thing? I have lots thing? of opinions. It's, it's almost like my son at five years old not running and jumping in school. Um, I don't think that they will be able to keep masks on the children. Um, do I think that we need to practice washing hands and sanitizing or wiping down desks? Well, in, in my estimation, I remember doing that with the kids when they were in first grade in kindergarten God, almost 12 years ago. Um, so, I mean, do we need maybe step it up a little bit? Yeah, maybe sure. You know, if you go out to the bathroom, maybe, you know, make sure that the kids sanitize their hands before they come into the class in case they did not wash properly. Um, do I think that the option of either going to school or staying home and learning in, in a situation like this I'm for school of choice. Um, I'm also, you know, if you want to homeschool your kid and I have no problems with that. Not all children learn the same. So if it's better for them to stay home, let's make it so that they can do it from home. Let's give them everything that they need. Okay, that makes sense. All right, well, thank you again for coming on today. Thank you. Yeah. And we'll get this up on a video and podcast. I urge everyone to do vote. We'll be electing our school board and also three Supreme Court justices. June 9th will be the final election. And of course, other positions as well, all the primaries and you know magistrates. So yes, do be sure to vote. Thank you again um, for coming on. Ms. Thank Fuller. you so much for having me. It was yeah. a pleasure. I, I'm your host, Richard Urban.
coming to you from Historic Harpers Ferry. Thank you. And we will see you next time.